0: the lord hallelujah thank you jesus to everyone that is joining us we are so blessed that you are part of us today and wherever this is joining you or wherever you're getting this we are asking you kindly share it as much as you can share it as often as you can share it to somebody and let us share the good news of jesus christ let us come to the wisdom of appreciation what god have done for us on this channel, as every day, we come to unveil the believer. We come to unveil the identity of the believer, that the believer may come into confidence or may be confident of what he is in Christ Jesus. The knowledge of the believer is paramount in us uh, being confident in the grace of God, being confident to take advantage of, of the grace of God, the knowledge of God, of a believer, the knowledge of God about a believer is so important in establishing you in faith that you may come to the full understanding and appreciation of who you are. What we are in Christ Jesus is is very important in um, taking on our inheritance, in being those things that Christ has made us. And so on this channel, we endeavor to speak those things that le- that make you to see yourself, praise God. Many people are in Christianity trying to be what God has already made them to be. So in this channel, we unveil what you already are. We're not trying to make you be anything. We're trying to make you realize what you already are in Christ Jesus. You are what God has made you out of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Just like there's nothing that can make Jesus any more glorious, God has made you glorious in Christ Jesus according to the finished work of the cross. He has perfected you. And so today we want to endeavor learning more about this and growing in the wisdom of God. Somebody join me in faith as we agree together and say, I'm a child of God. I'm born of God. I'm born of the word of God. I love the Lord. Somebody say, I'm established in faith. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things work together for my good. I am what God says I am, and I have what God says I have, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. As we begin this new year, we want to start understanding grace. Not many people understand grace, and we want to draw an attention to um, characterizing grace that we may endeavor to point all to to stick, to focus on the things that help us to walk effectively in grace. Praise the Lord. Understanding grace. It is important that as you live your Christian life, you also come to the realization of what God has made you and what you have become in Him. One of the most important things is to know what God has has made you in grace in Christ Jesus. Can we say amen? So let us look at John chapter 1, verse 14. We are going to characterize and come to the understanding of grace. Hallelujah. Understanding grace. So in John chapter 1, verse 14, it helps us to appreciate the source of this grace. The Bible tells us, John chapter 1, verse 14, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Verse 15, John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spoke, He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And verse 16, and of his, and of his fullness have all we received grace for grace. Have we all received what? Grace for grace. Grace. In other words, in these scriptures that we've just read, we come to understand that the word was made fresh. In other words, the word, the word is another name of Jesus. The word of God is another title of who? Of Jesus. Jesus is the express image of God's word. Praise the Lord. When Jesus became a man, he was God's incarnate message. His word became humanity. The word of God became flesh. The word of God became what? Was made flesh and dwelt among us. Which means Jesus became a man and that reveals to us that the word of God all God's incarnate message, God's incarnate message. All his word to humanity became man. Jesus is the word of God made flesh. So when people saw Jesus on the streets of, of Galilee, on the streets of Jerusalem, they were looking at the human word of God. They were looking at the word of God. That as he moved, as he walked on the water, the word of God, the message of God was walking. Praise be to God. Because the Bible tells us the word of God, the message of God, hallelujah, was made flesh. Somebody say amen. So Jesus was God's message in human flesh. It was God's message in what? In human flesh. This message was, we understand from verse 14 that this message was glorious full of grace and truth. What was it? It was glorious, full of grace and truth. This means that we cannot explain God's message to a hearer without expressing Jesus. Praise be to God. Jesus is the message of God to the world. Can we say amen? And in this message, Jesus is the central message of God's word to the world. In other words, you cannot talk the word of God to the world except you are talking about Jesus. Can we say amen? Jesus is the central message of God to the world. It is not God's word if it is not explaining Christ. Can we say that again? It is not God's word if it is not explaining Christ. Praise be be to God. It is not God's word if it is not revealing Christ to the hearer. Anything that may excite you without revealing Christ or explaining Christ is of the flesh and won't benefit you. Why do we say this? Because in verse 14, let's read it again. Verse 14, it helps us to understand and says, And the word was made flesh. This word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld, they saw it. They saw his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. So that word of God became human to God be the glory. And in becoming human, he walked the earth. He manifested as a human being to God be the glory. Whoever touched him was touching the word of God. Whoever walked with him was walking with the word of God. Whoever stalked with him the word of God was replying back to him. The express image of God's word is Jesus. The express image of God's word is Jesus Christ. So every time you are talking about Jesus, sorry, every time you're talking about the word of God, it must be talking about Jesus. You cannot talk about the word of God without talking about Jesus. So if you want to know what God is saying to you and to me, it must be in the express revelation of Jesus. If we are not talking about Jesus, then we are not talking about God's word. Can we get that clear, praise God? Because the clarity of a true message from God must be revealing Jesus. Must be revealing. The true clarity of God's message reveals Jesus. If Jesus is not revealed in a message, or if Jesus is not being spoken about, then that's not the word of God. That's just motivation and extracurricular activity. But we thank God that God is revealing to us his word through a person, Jesus Christ. Can we say amen? So Jesus, the word of God, here we come to understand, was full of grace and truth. Was full of what? Also, we come to understand that meaning the message of God is characterized by grace and truth. By what? Grace and truth. So you cannot talk about Jesus and not express grace. If you talk about Jesus, you must express grace. Many people talk about Jesus, but they talk about Jesus from the point of view that does not reveal grace, does not reveal what God uh, has done, what grace has done, the nature of grace we must understand the message we talk about Jesus is characterized by grace. Is characterized by... So, if it is Jesus being talked about as a message, Jesus is the word of God. But the content of the word of God must be characterized by grace. By what? So that is the effectiveness or that is the accuracy of God's word. God's word is Jesus Christ. But when we talk about Jesus, we must be characterized. The word must be characterized with grace. Can we say amen? Because the Bible tells us Jesus, the word of God, was full of grace and truth. Meaning the message of God is characterized by grace and truth. By grace and uh, Therefore, it is not a message of God without grace and truth. We must must streamline these things. Other than that, we may end up everywhere. We may end up everything thinking everything is of God. We must streamline what is of God. It is not a message of God if it is not characterized with grace. Praise be to God. Amen? It is not the message of God if it's not characterized with grace. Are you here, somebody? Grace is the character of God's message to the world. I said grace is the of God's message to the world. It is God's word because it's characterized by grace or it's characterized with grace. Somebody say amen. So grace is the character of God's message to the world. That's why the scripture tells us the life of Jesus was an overflowing demonstration of divine grace and truth. It was an overflowing demonstration of what? Divine grace and truth. In other words, Jesus lived a life that expresses and demonstrates a life of grace. A life of grace. He showed us the kind of life that God's grace could be when in developing us a life. He, he, he lived a life that is an expression of what God's grace is like. That's why the Bible says he was full of grace. In other words, he was gracious in everything he did. He was gracious in everything he did. And so for us to understand and work effectively in the life of grace, we must understand the character of grace. Come to the realization of the character of grace. Because Jesus' way of life was gracious. So what does that mean? Because he showed us the kind of life that God's grace could be developing in us a life of truth, a life of godly reality. Somebody say amen. Jesus came as one to offer that fullness of grace to all who could trust in him. He came to offer that kind of life. He is the word of And the word of God is characterized by grace. Can we get that straight? Praise God. So in other words, he is saying, I am the word of God. I am the source also of this grace. So when we talk of Jesus, when we believe on Jesus, we receive that which that word of God offers, that which grace offers. We receive grace. So the scripture emphasizes it. Because scripture says he was full of grace and truth. He was what? Yes. He was full of grace. Meaning Jesus was generous in all he did. From his fullness we also receive. He was generous. He was, uh, he was generous. Grace is characterized with generosity. Praise be to God. So he says in the second, the, the verse 16 of the same chapter. Verse 16, he says to us, Praise be to God, put it on the screen. Verse 16 says, And of his fullness have all we received grace for grace. In other words, the character of grace is generosity. Grace gives away grace, praise be to God. If you want to know that you are living by grace, you must be generous. Grace is gracious. Grace is generous. Can we say amen? Praise be to God. Of his fullness have we received grace? For grace, praise be to God. Somebody say amen. By believing in Christ, we have received his grace. Can you convince yourself, say to yourself, I have received grace? In other words, wherever we are in our spiritual pilgrimage, Our progress has come from receiving by faith from his fullness of grace. From his his fullness of grace. Everywhere we find ourselves, wherever you may be as a believer, whatever your life level may be, we have come there because we have received uh, grace. Somebody say, I've received grace. It is important to realize what we have become in Christ. Whatever remains to be accomplished must also transpire in the same manner, receiving more fullness of him, more of his fullness, receiving more of his. In other words, this receiving cannot stop. If you are going to see more progress in your life, If you are going to see from glory to glory, from glory to glory, from glory to glory, there must be a desire to receive more grace. A desire to receive more grace, to have more grace, or to tap in more grace. He says, of his fullness have we received grace for grace. Have we received what? Grace for grace, praise be to God. Of his fullness, have we received grace upon grace? Have we received grace in place of grace ready given? Praise God. Gracious blessing, somebody say amen. We have received this grace, continually receive grace. Praise be to God. Can we say amen? Grace is a river flowing around you. You can only tap in it exercising the faith that you have in you. That river is not going to increase or reduce. It is already around you. But it is your duty to exercise a faith in tapping in that river. Can we say amen? So we have received grace. There is grace abundantly flowing around you. But you must learn to receive of it. Do what? And today if we are going to progress in our lives at every level of our spiritual life, there must be a desire, there must be a commitment, there must be a wanting to receive and to see more grace at work in your life. Oh, praise be to God. Because grace is what we receive from Jesus. We don't receive a check from heaven. We don't receive a car from heaven. We don't receive a wife from heaven. We don't receive anything that is like a physical problem. What we receive from heaven or from Jesus is grace. Is what? It is grace that we need. And it is grace that we must endeavor to increase in our life. Somebody say amen. That we may have more sufficiency of that grace. Can we say amen? Somebody say, I receive the grace of God. Yes, receive the grace of God. So let us understand the, and, be, and characterize this grace that we receive. Let us characterize the grace we have received. Grace upon grace. Grace upon grace. You see, many people are in grace, but they don't know the character of grace. So they don't know how to exercise it. They don't know how to walk in it. You are born again, and you are born by grace, but you don't know how to walk the life of grace. You see, when you learn to walk the life of grace, you will start to see grace working in you mightily as you learn to exercise it. You exercise it, it works in you mightily. Praise be to God. You need to learn how to walk the walk of grace. The walk of grace. Let us learn this grace in detail. Praise be to God. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. The character of God's grace. Praise be to God. Chapter 8 verse 9. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. What does it say? For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Might be. From this scripture we see something beautiful. It helps us to understand that Jesus was so rich. Jesus was so rich. He had spiritual richness In heaven, in the sense that uh, he was the center of worship for all the angels. He enjoyed angelic worship. He enjoyed angelic praise. He enjoyed being said, holy, 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 over and over. He enjoyed all the glories that we can imagine that are in heaven. Praise be to God. He enjoyed being the, in the bosom of the father. He enjoyed uh, being in the glamour, the glory. That, that's why the scripture said that he was full of glory. He enjoyed all that and he had all that for him. But look at the Bible says that he emptied himself. In other words, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. In other words, he lets go. That for the sake of someone else to be rich. For the sake of someone else to be... So the character of grace is generosity. The character of grace is what? In other words, the aim of grace is to remove scarcity in a person's areas of deprivation. Wherever Jesus saw we are deprived, he emptied himself. He emptied himself for the benefit of someone else. He emptied himself for the glory of someone else. He emptied himself that someone else may be rich. You cannot walk in grace until you exercise generosity. Oh, praise be to God. Generosity is not just about just giving money and limited to money. Your love has to be generous. Your kindness must be generous your faithfulness must be in abundance your loyalty must be in abundance it is not grace until it is generosity oh praise be to god the only grace we receive and the only grace we are able to exercise is the grace we have learned from jesus christ somebody say amen the aim of grace is to remove scarcity the aim of grace is to remove scarcity in a person's areas of deprivation. So if you are walking by grace and you live by grace. That means your eyes ought to be like the eyes of Jesus. Where you see the, the those that cry, you want to cry with them. Where you see those that lack, you want to, to fill up what they are lacking. Where you see those that are in pain, you want to be part of them. Because you want to empty yourself for the good of some other one the understanding of grace is that grace is generous. Grace is, it is not grace until you are generous. You are not walking in grace until you are, yes. It is not grace at work without the aim of eradicating lack in someone else's life. Oh, praise be to God. In this year, you may want God to do something for you. In this year, you may want God to move you from one level to another. In this year, you may desire, but let me tell you, God has supplied that grace in you. It is until you put that grace to work, praise God, you cannot see the abundance being done unto you. It is the character of grace that it's generous. It's generous. It is what? Generous. Jesus express, expressed expressed. The character of grace through generosity when they had no food to eat he multiplied the fish and the loaves That's generosity when there was dead there were there was somebody who was dead and being buried and in a casket and the woman was on his way to bury his own only son Jesus out of compassion exercised grace and stopped the casket, and raise the sun to life. He brought in supply where there is scarcity. He brought in life where there was death. It is not grace until there is generosity. Oh, praise be to God. We were bankrupt as, as, as human beings. We were sinful. We were full of things that were, that separated us from God. We were spiritually bankrupt. We were enemies of God. We did not know how to love. We did not know what true joy is. We did not know what true happiness is. We knew nothing without hurting, being rejoicing over somebody's heart is what we call joy. But Jesus came and changed it all. Praise God. He came and emptied himself that we may be full of the love of God. We who couldn't love, we are able to love again. Praise be to God. It is not grace until he, you learn to be generous. You learn to attack scarcity. You'll see where there's scarcity and you go and you attack it. Praise be to God. Oh, I say praise be to God. Praise be to the living God. We cannot exercise grace without exercising the nature and the character of grace. You cannot live and say, I am saved, by, I'm living by the grace of God, but you are not exercising the grace of God. The grace of God must work through you into other people, it must work through you towards other, other people. We cannot talk about it and not exercise it. The grace of God must work through you towards uh, other people. We cannot express grace without expressing the nature and the character of grace in our life. Somebody say amen. It is by grace's generosity in Christ that we are saved. So look at this scripture. For he says, for we are know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you really know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ? He says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. So, grace has an aim of enriching other people at the expense of yourself. And that is why the The acronym for describing grace is that it is God's riches at the expense of Christ. Grace is God's riches at the expense of Christ, praise be to God. That if at all, to God be the glory, we are to live by grace and exercise grace, then we must desire to empty ourselves. That someone else may be better. Praise be to God. So this is why I keep saying to you. Jesus emptied himself spiritually. He emptied himself physically. He emptied himself naturally. Because he lost his earthly life here. That he may empty himself for our sake. That is why it is not permitted for a believer to say he has no life or the life he has is a cursed life. It is not permitted for a believer to say he has no life when someone else emptied his life that you may have life. Jesus emptied his life that you may have life. He died that we may live. He died that we made it. He made himself poor of life that we may be rich in life. He says, I came to give life and life in abundance. In other words, I came that I may lay my life down for the many, for those that believe. Oh, praise be to God. So it is not grace until... It is dealing with the scarcity. You want to exercise the grace of God? Have the eyes that look for scarcity. Be an enemy of scarcity. Where you see there is a need, be quick to jump in and exercise grace, praise God. Because it is not grace when it is just about enriching you. It is grace when you learn to give, learn to share, learn to honor Learn to get rid of scarcity in somebody else's life. Somebody say Amen. Oh, praise be to God. Grace is very must be described in a way that reveals the nature of God. The nature of God. Praise be to God. Grace also is described as the efforts used to change a situation in another person's life. In another, from this scripture we understand it is the merciful kindness by which God exerting his holy influence upon souls. Upon what? Souls. You know when God exerts his grace upon you he wants to change us from the situation in which we are in the Adamic situation and make us better to turn us to Christ to, and keeps and strengthens and increases us into the Christian faith knowledge and affection and kindles us to exercise the Christian faith. We must understand that is grace. Grace is to go out of your way To make somebody else's situation better. Oh praise be to God. Grace is to go out of your way to make somebody's situation better. We are not living by grace if we are not changing lives. To change lives is to bring something different. Something better. Something that is, ah, (laughs) hallelujah. Something transforming, something empowering. That is change of life. That you are bringing a transformation in another person's life. Can we say amen? Somebody say, I receive. Say it again, I receive. The grace of God is is something that we must endeavor to put our understanding to. That I have received the grace of God. And because I've received the grace of God, that means I must learn to exercise it. I must learn to exercise it. Somebody say amen. Look at how Jesus helped us. Our sorry states. Look at uh, Isaiah chapter 64 verse 6. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 64 verse 6. It says... But we are all as unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us. Have taken us away. Have done what? Have taken us away. Praise be to God. Now, look at how our state was. We were all like what? What were we? Filthy rags. We were all like unclean things. We were all like fil- unclean things. We were all unrighteous, like filthy. You know, the word used there, filthy, filthy rags, filthy rags is a word compared to the rags that uh, a, a, a woman uses in her mouth. That is what it is. It is that terrible that our righteousness was like filthy rags. It was completely messy, dirty, unacceptable. And God is saying, in that state, we were dead, dead, leading to complete extinction. Or never again to have life, never again to have life in ourselves. And he says, We were unclean in all what we did, unclean. We all do fed away as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. We were on a verge of complete destruction. Praise in a state, not even on a verge, we are in a state. Of complete destruction. And it is by grace. When God realized. When God saw this. According to grace of God. He brought Jesus on the scene. And Jesus emptied himself. That he may change our state. He may change our we who had filthy rags in 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 we who were filthy rags look at what grace did praise be to God hallelujah 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 it says for he has made him yes in others we who were seen we exchanged with him he, grace, by the grace of God, he emptied himself, for he has made him seen, to be seen for us, who knew no, no seen, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Praise be to God. This is him emptying himself, that we may be made the righteousness of God. That is grace at work. God saw our predicament. He saw how dead we are. He saw how messed up we are. And he emptied himself. That that he may fill us with the righteousness of God. Where our righteousness was filthy rags. He made us his righteousness. He made us his. Not the righteousness of angels. Not the righteousness of, another, but the righteousness of God. The righteousness of we were once not a people forsaken. But God made us his own. Somebody say amen. Look at first Peter chapter 2, verse 10. Praise be to God. Chapter 2, verse 10. First Peter chapter 2, verse 10. There is something that you need to realize that reveals what grace is. Grace empties itself. The exercise of grace is to empty yourself that you may be, you may become, you may make another person be, and in doing that, you become something. In Peter, he says, which in past time were not a people. We were not a people in the past time. But are now the people of God which had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. Praise be to God. But now have obtained mercy. This is important to God be the glory. Where you had no identity, where you were an outcast, where you were nothing in the eyes of God, where you were something that is any... Grace, hallelujah, saw it. Saw it through the eyes of the sun, and grace brought identity to us. We who had nothing, no identity, we became the identity of God. We became the revelation of God's love. We became a people of God. We became a family of God. We who had the identity of sin and deadness, God gave us a new identity that we who were no people are now the people of God. We had no mercy have now received must say in the presence of God. So what am I saying to you? If you want to live and obtain the grace of God, operate in the grace of God, there must be an understanding of emptying yourself for the get, so that you may get rid of scarcity. Learning to empty yourself so that you may get, get rid of uh, scarcity. It is not grace until there is generosity. Generosity is the character of grace. Praise be to God. It was okay. Generosity is the character of grace. Praise be to God. And so it is important to realize something here. What Peter is telling us. Put that screen back. Uh, that uh, scripture back on screen. Which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God. And had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Where before the wrath of God dwelt among his people, where before the wrath of God dwelt among his people, all upon people, now the grace of God dwells upon people. Now the mercy of God dwells upon people. It is not grace until you are getting rid of scarcity. You are not exercising grace until you are getting rid of. So, a person living by grace is a generous man, is a generous person. He is a giver, praise be to God. He is a person who has made war against scarcity, he is a person who has made war against uh, any deprivation. He's a person who has set himself to be an enemy of scarcity. Somebody say amen. Oh, say I am a child of grace. Yes, being a child of grace, we are able to stand and get rid of scarcity. Get rid of what? Scarcity. Get rid of what? Scarcity. Praise be to God. Somebody say amen. 2nd Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14 thank you Jesus hallelujah what does it say it says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the what? the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all be with you This is what we keep saying every time, the grace of the Lord Jesus. But we don't understand what the grace of the Lord Jesus is. The grace of the Lord Jesus is generosity. Is what? In other words, you cannot say you have the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ when you are not generous in getting rid of scarcity. By saying the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is upon me, is you are testifying that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is a giving grace, is a grace that gets rid of. Yes. Praise be to God. Somebody say Amen. Oh, come on, shout and say Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the grace of the Lord, how does it operate? it operates in getting rid of scarcity. So if a believer is in the grace of God, and the grace of God is upon a believer, the believer ought to walk getting rid of scarcity. Getting rid of... Wherever he finds uh, deprivation, the believer wants to do something. Wherever he finds there is luck, the believer wants to do something to get rid of scarcity. That's the grace of Jesus Christ. So every time we pray the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, what we are trying to say, that as Jesus practiced grace, as Jesus reveals what grace is, that same character is upon my life. That same character, oh, somebody say I'm a child of grace. Say the grace of God is upon my life. Say it again, the grace of God is upon my life. To God be the glory. And we know of the truth that all we come to Jesus is to have life. We come to Jesus too. But this life, we first need to have grace. It is the grace we receive that brings this life to us. Somebody say amen. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 17, John chapter 1 verse 17. What does it say? It says. For the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came by who? So. Grace and truth is Christ. The coming of Christ. Hallelujah. The coming of Christ. The having Christ in you. Having received Christ in you. You have received grace, you have received truth. These two things are the identity of a believer. A believer has become truth, and a believer has become grace. You have received grace, you have received the identity of Jesus, you have received the identity of truth, and you are the expression of the grace of God. You are The, the believer is the expression of, Of the truth of Christ. When the Christ is in you. You have grace. And you have truth. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. And by the virtue of the fact. That you have this in you. Praise God. You've got to know the practice. Of grace. Somebody say I must understand. The practice of grace. So if Jesus. Is the revelation of grace. And so we must look upon what he did to understand what we have become. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Thank you, Jesus. In the exercise of grace, this is what happened. By the exercise of grace for us to be saved, by the exercise of grace for us to be made holy. By the exercise of grace who has to be made righteous. The Bible says, but God commendeth his love towards us. In that, while we were yet sinners, Christ, uh, in others, where there was complete deprivation, where there was complete lack, where there was complete scarcity of appreciation of love, of anything, of life itself, Christ died to bring in life. Praise be to God. So, the emphasis on this is that we cannot walk in grace except we are getting rid of scarcity. You are getting rid of the exercise of grace is to get rid of scarcity. Oh praise be to God. I said the exercise of grace is to get rid of Somebody say I'm getting rid of scarcity. Somebody say I'm getting rid of scarcity. Wherever there is scarcity, the graceful people come in. Wherever there is lack, a believer shows up. Wherever there is need, a believer shows up. Wherever there is lack, a believer shows up. Your lack, the lack of somebody else is an opportunity for a believer to exercise his belief in Jesus Christ. We are not exercising our faith except we are walking by the the exercise of grace. The exercise of grace is in generosity. Is in, uh, somebody lift your hand and say, I am generous. Somebody lift your hands and say, I'm in grace. I'm a giver. Somebody say amen. The nature of grace is that when it enters a place, it abounds. What does it do? It abounds. The nature of grace that if it comes into a place, it takes home. What does it do? Let's get an example of understanding in Romans chapter 5, verse 20. The Bible says, moreover the law entered, that the offense might abound. That the offense might abound. Praise be to God. But we are seeing about it. Grace did much more. Grace did much more. Verse 21, that as sin has reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. So the character of grace is that when it gets into a situation It takes charge. It overrides. What does it do? It overrides. It takes over. Where the law came in and the offense seemed like it is abounding, (laughs) my God, when grace came over, grace lifted a standard. Hallelujah. Grace lifted a, a standard. So the character of grace is that when it comes into a situation, it takes over. I say it, uh, it takes over. It overrides. It overcomes. It takes uh, a complete sweeping, complete uh, removal, complete changes take place. Because when the grace of God comes in, mm, it takes over. So the nature and the character of, of the grace of God is when it comes into a situation. It eradicates that situation. It eradicates what? Oh, praise be to God. Somebody talk back to me. Say, I am eradicator of scarcity. When grace comes in, it takes over. It does what? Yes. Sin was in place. And sin was uh, was abounding and abounding. But where sin was about where sin abounded, grace did much more. It did much more. It did much more. So, what does that mean? The understanding of the grace of God is that when I'm exercising the grace of God, I it is not over until grace takes over. I say, it is not over until, that is why when we give, you give not by limitations, not by limitation, you give generously until the need is met. Oh, praise God. I say, you give generously until, that is what happened with Christ. Christ gave everything he was he he gave and emptied himself until the need of our righteousness was met he gave himself to death until whatever was needed to perfect us was met so in grace we give generously we give until the need is met wherever sin was Grace abounded much more. In other words, grace did not give up until sin was subdued. Grace did not give up until sin was overcome. Grace did not give up until sin was completely paid off. So you are not exercising grace at full if you are let sin or if you let uh, scarcity or deprivation abide. You must learn to express every effort, every ability, every desire, everything that is in you, every wisdom to get rid of that which is trying to dominate over grace. Grace must take over. Grace must... uh, Take over. You want God to see, you want to see God work at in your life, you want to see God reveal Himself in your life, you want to see the hand of God at work in your life, the hand of God is working through you. The hand of work is working through your giving. The hand of God is working through your target to get rid of scarcity. Your hand of God is working through you, working grace. Because when you work the grace of God, oh glory be to God, He is at work in you. He is at uh, the understanding of our grace of the grace of God is it abounds. Grace does what? Grace abounds. Grace takes over. It takes over. Somebody say the grace of God is upon me. Or oh, say it again the grace of God is upon me. So in understanding the character of grace. It is not grace until you generously give. You generously help someone to get rid of the scarcity. Because where grace operates, there is abundance. Where grace operates, there is abundance. Where sin operates, grace operates even more. Where there is scarcity, grace comes and takes over. It is that's why we see Jesus giving himself to the extent until sin is fully paid off. Oh, somebody say amen. Verse 21, put verse 21 on. It says that as a sin has reigned unto life, unto death, as sin has reigned unto, because sin reigns through death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto internal. Life by Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I say thank you, Jesus. This is the beauty of grace. Hallelujah. When grace is in operation, the changes you bring to a person in grace, they have a longevity. They have a what? A longevity that is internal. That is why, when a person has received Jesus Christ there is, and he has been genuine in receiving Jesus Christ, that salvation is internal. It is. It is internal. He has received grace and he has received internal life and it is forever. It is. Uh, because that person did not give himself that salvation. That salvation was given to him. He did not work for it. He did not do anything with it. No, that salvation was given. Was done what? By being given that salvation, he did not manufacture it or work for it. It was freely given. And so that's what grace is. Where grace goes in, it brings long-lasting solutions. Long-lasting That is why the Bible tells us sin reigns to death. In other words, it comes to a place where it demands death. And somebody is dead, full stop, it is gone. It has an end mark. It has been determined that it can only reign to death. But when it comes to grace, grace reigns to internal life. Grace reigns to So everything that you do by grace in getting rid of the scarcity that is in a brother's life, when you give generously, when you help generously, when you visit somebody when you are genuine in your actions trying to make a situation better in somebody's life those things that you do are going to go with you in internal life they will go with you in uh, internal life, you will be forever be remembered in heaven and on earth for the good you have done in a sister's life. Because sin has an end to death. But grace is internal. Grace is uh, internal. Can I hear somebody in this place? Somebody say grace is internal. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Grace is, uh, grace is internal. Somebody say amen. Amen. As sin has reigned, as sin has what? Reigned unto death. Even so grace reigns through what? Righteousness and not to die, but unto internal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Can you say, I receive? So everything that we do, everything that we put our heart to, and exercise the grace of God in doing it it is accountable to us not only in this life but even in the life to come but even in what? in the life to come what are we doing today? understanding the character of grace it is not grace until it's generosity grace is generous grace is what? that's why when we come into the New Testament we just don't give In limitations of percentage, we give until the need is met. We give until the need is met. Praise be to God. Somebody say amen. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We give until. Thank you, Lord. So say this after me. I'm a child of God. I walk by grace. I live by grace. I exercise the grace of God in my life. The nature of grace is generosity. Come on, I can't hear you. The nature of grace is generosity. The nature of grace, it abounds and takes over every situation. I choose today to live by the grace of God in Jesus' name. Can we say amen? Praise be to God. As we conclude, I need you to realize something beautiful. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That in the grace in which we operate, we must endeavor to embrace what we have received. Endeavor to embrace what you have uh, received. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4. You must learn to acknowledge. He says, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. Which is given you by... We must learn to be thankful for the grace of God. Somebody say, I'm thankful for the grace of God. Learning to be thankful for the grace of God is making yourself a candidate for more. A candidate for And the fact that you have the grace of God, you put yourself in a position where you are a channel for the grace of God to another person. To what? Because when you have the grace and put that grace to work, let's use monetary, you put that grace to work by helping somebody else in their predicament because grace is generosity. You use generosity towards helping somebody's need. When you do that, you are becoming a channel for God's grace for that person. And that person will say with thanksgiving, by the grace of God, I survived that. But how did he survive? Because God brought you into the life of that person and you became a solution to that person's problem. So that is why we must learn to be thankful. That what we have received, we exercise it in other people's lives. Can we say amen? That as we do that, we are becoming a channel of God's grace. A channel of God's grace. Somebody say, I receive. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. This is important for us to realize what this is all about. Praise be to God. Somebody say, I have. I receive. I can do. Now, I want you to look at verse 6. Take it from verse 6. Take it from verse 6. It says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap what? And he which soweth bountifully shall also reap what? Bountifully. Verse 7, every man according as he purposes in his heart, as he as he what? In other words, he's not limiting you to tithe only. He's not limiting you to anything else. He says, as you purpose in your heart, if you purpose to give 10%, if you purpose to give 20%, if you purpose to give 50%, if you purpose to give... As you purpose in your, in your heart, he's not limiting us to only tithe. He says, as he purpose in your tithe, in your, in your heart so let him do what? Not grudgingly, um, let him give. Not grudgingly, all of necessity, for God loves a word, A cheerful giver. Now we came to verse 8 and it says, after you've done that, after you've done according to how you purpose in your heart, after you've done according to how you see it fit, whether 10% or 20% or 50%, Either, way, whatever way you've done to get rid of scarcity, a person of grace is an enemy of scarcity. A person of grace is an enemy of scarcity. Whatever you've done to get rid of that need, verse 8 says, and God is able, and God is able to make all grace toward you. To abound what? All grace abound toward you that he always having all sufficient in all things may abound to every good work. Every you see that's the nature of grace. The nature of grace that as you are given and as you give according to getting rid of the need as you purpose. Maybe today I've managed 50%. Maybe the other day I managed 30%. Maybe the other day I managed 25%. Maybe the other day, but I'm trying to get rid of the need that is in the place. As I do that, God is able. God is able. Praise be to God. What is he able to do? Praise the Lord. He's able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Praise be to God. In other words, God makes you a channel to do good work. Every time there's a moment a lady has a need, God brings you in, hallelujah. Wherever family is struggling, God brings you in, hallelujah. Because he has said, this woman knows how to use my grace. This woman knows how to use what I've given to her. So wherever there is a need, grace shows up and that is you and you get rid of the need. That is generosity. Grace is generous. Somebody say amen. The more you exercise grace and the nature of grace, which is generosity, that wherever grace is, it gets rid of scarcity. It gets rid of deprivation. It gets rid of lack. It gets rid of needs. Whenever you exercise that, you make a candidate of more. You make yourself a candidate for for more to be poured into you because you become a channel for God. Somebody say amen. So, It is not grace, except we are using the grace that is in Christ Jesus. We are using the grace that is in who? It is not grace according to Pastor Daniel. It is not grace according to your name. It is grace according to Jesus Christ. And if it is the grace of Jesus Christ, for this is the grace of Jesus Christ, that he was made poor, that you may be made poor, Reach. And that is the nature of the grace of God. Somebody say, I receive. Say it again, I receive. Say it again, I believe. Say it again, I understand. Say it again, I have. In Jesus' name, can we say amen? To the glory of God. As you come to this revelation, let's rise up on our feet. To God be the glory. Rise on your feet believing that this is what we believe. The grace of God is at work in me to get rid of every lack, every scarcity. Amen? It is not the grace of God when you are not getting rid of scarcity. Even when you are in a church and the church needs members, you going out to preach, to bring people to church, You are using the grace of God. You are using the grace of God.